Welcome to the latest episode of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we are looking at Sue Storm Richards' powers. She was originally known as the Invisible Girl, but has finally spent more time under the name Invisible Woman. And she's had a couple of power sets over the years, or more specifically, she started with one power set, and that was upgraded fairly early on. Her first, most famous, and her namesake power is to turn herself, and eventually other objects, invisible. So how can that work? Well, first we have to define what invisible means, because, as it turns out, actually changing body tissue so that light passes through them is incredibly problematic. The first thing to address here is to figure out why things have color. Our world is filled with light, it falls on surfaces, and then is reflected back. Some of it is absorbed. We define the color of things as the sum total frequencies of the light that we perceive after it's reflected off that object. So, for example, plant leaves are green because they absorb all the frequencies of visible light except green. So it's the green light that reflects back and comes to meet our retinas, while the red and blue get absorbed. The absorption of that light also means that the energy from that light stays in the material, which would increase its temperature, assuming that the material appears black. If it absorbs all visible light, it's going to appear black, and it can heat up because it's going to be absorbing that light. If it's transparent, then that means the material doesn't interact with that frequency of light and passes right through it. But transparent things can still be visible. Look at glass. And that's because the index of refraction of a material is different. Even though it doesn't absorb the visible light, it has slightly different electromagnetic properties. So when the electromagnetic radiation that is light hits the surface, it's almost like an area in space. So imagine you've got light that's basically cylindrical in shape. When the edge of that cylinder hits glass, the part that's in the glass gets warped or distorted because it can't penetrate that glass as easily as it could penetrate air. As a result, the light kind of twists into it and changes its direction of travel, does the same thing coming out. And how much it twists depends on the frequency of the light. That's why prisms scatter light to form rainbows. That's why glass that is transparent to visible light is still perfectly visible to the human eye. So if the invisible girl turns herself invisible by allowing light to pass through her, she is not only allowing that light to go through and not absorbing it, but she's matching the index of refraction of the air or whatever material she's in. So the question is, why do things interact with light? Why do they get absorbed? Why do they get reflected? What's going on? Well, electrons orbit atoms or travel through molecules only in very specific orbits with very specific energies. If a material absorbs light of a specific frequency, then that means there's two available electron orbits with energies that differ by that amount of energy. So when light with that energy is incident on an electron in the lower energy orbit, that electron absorbs that energy and it bumps it into a higher orbit. So those orbital energies are determined by the geometry of the atom or molecule. So if you change what light gets absorbed, you're changing the chemical nature of that molecule. You've got to be doing it by transforming the materials, not just the compounds, but even the elements themselves into something different, which is going to completely change the fundamental chemistry involved. And that process is probably going to kill any living thing that's exposed to it. And the changes would be different for every chemical. So they're just they're not going to interact with each other in the same way. If you make red blood cells invisible, then the iron and the hemoglobin is going to be in a different chemical situation. It may not grab the oxygen, which means it may not carry that oxygen to the other parts of the body, which means you suffocate and die in a room full of oxygen. On top of that, there's another issue. There are four forces in nature, and they work by exchanging particles. Each force has a coupling constant, or at least that's the way we mathematically represent it. This coupling constant 
is an indicator of how powerful the force is. For example, the electromagnetic force is stronger than gravity, and that's represented by a higher coupling constant. We can notice the electromagnetic force just running a balloon against our heads, but we need something the size of a planet to notice gravity. In the case of contact forces, those forces are fundamentally electromagnetic in nature. So when the electrons in the tips of your fingers push back against the electrons on the surface of a table, we call that making contact. And that electromagnetic force is driven by the exchange of photons, the same photons that make a visible light, just at various frequencies. So if Sue is invisible in all frequencies, then she's not just invisible, it means she's immune to gamma rays and other ionizing radiation, she can't absorb heat from infrared radiation, she can't make physical contact with anything, so she'd end up falling through floors and anything else until she reached the center of the Earth, or whatever is the center of the local source of gravity. She is, however, consistently depicted as solid, as being able to breathe and able to speak. So there are some frequencies of light that she still interacts with. The issue is that she can also still see. If she's invisible because light passes through her, then it would also pass through her retinas. And if the retinas don't absorb light, the rods and cones don't send signals to the brain, and she's blind. Now, in Mark Wade's run on the Fantastic Four, it's established that when she turns invisible, she sees things differently using their interaction with cosmic rays. And it's a perception that the normal population doesn't have, but she and Reed, when he's invisible, have that perception thanks to their origins being tied to cosmic rays in the first issue of the Fantastic Four. So that eliminates the blindness problem. There may be another explanation that's useful in the long term, though. So invisibility cloaks exist today. There are some that use cameras and light emitters and computers to absorb the light on one side of an object and then release a photon of light with identical frequency, identical direction, so it's basically coming out of the same color and the same path as the incident light out the other side of the material. So light hits you in the back of the head, an identical photon of light is emitted from the front of your head, or from, more specifically, the cloak in front of your head, so that a distant observer can't tell the difference. Here the light is absorbed and duplicated, so it eliminates the issues with the chemistry throughout the interior, because there's an interior region that would look the same if light were somehow able to be incident on it. So if that emitted light is produced internally and draws energy from the other body's systems, then we can even eliminate the issue with blindness. She still absorbs the light so that she can see with it, but then matching light is emitted elsewhere. It would just mean that the emission of this energy is something that's got to be fundamental to her physiology. So for this period, she'd be giving off more energy than she was receiving, even just standing there. She would have to just increase her caloric intake to keep up with it. And this emission of energy also eliminates the issues with absorption, causing overheating from the trapped energy. There's other invisibility cloaks that are more simplistically designed, but use less power. They're just made of fiber optic cables that route the photons incident on one side of the body, out around, and out the back of the other one. That also eliminates the issues with the power source, although you would like to boost that light because it does get dim as some of it is absorbed as it's being transmitted through the fiber optics. And the current technologies have issues for both of them where if you move too quickly, then you see distortions and you're not completely invisible. Now in issue 22, cover dated January 1964, which is a little over 600 issues ago, Sue's powers are shown to actually include the ability to turn other things invisible and to create invisible force fields. So once Sue has the ability to turn herself invisible, it's not difficult to imagine that she could do the same to others and other objects. So if it works for turning herself invisible, it's easy to accept that it works for everything else. The force fields are a bit tougher, because they appear to be completely unrelated powers. The only thing that they seem to have in common is that they're invisible to the human eye. 
But if we return to our discussion of contact forces, there may be a way to tie them together. If Sue's actual power is to subconsciously control the magnitude of that coupling constant that determines the strength of the electromagnetic force in each and every type of interaction, then she'd not only be able to allow light to pass through her by lowering the constant to eliminate that interaction, but she would have to be aware of what colors of light are coming in from different directions so her body can make her interpret that as vision, that she could still see, she'd be able to breathe because she could allow that interaction to continue, and then she could flip her power the other way instead of lowering that coupling constant, increasing it to make normal air impassable to the point that it would take huge or nearly infinite amounts of energy to get through that affected region. So if her actual ability is to adjust the magnitude of the coupling constant of the electromagnetic force and affect it in different regions in different ways, then she actually would have the powers that we see, being able to turn herself and others invisible, as well as producing force fields, and then they become tied together into a single coherent and consistent power set. The question here is, how does the human mind get warped by cosmic rays to make those connections and give her that ability? Well, that's not something we could even begin to approach. As far as we could tell, we have no ability to change the coupling constant of electromagnetic force. So it's probably unlikely, but if that ability has been established, it is at least scientifically consistent after it exists. It also means that she's got even more power and more abilities to work as a member of the Fantastic Four than she's realized, but she's already the most powerful member of the team. In any event, that's what we have to say about Sue's abilities. Join us again the last Wednesday of next month and every month thereafter for more entries in comic book physics. You can send suggestions to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our newest podcast, Make Me Watch It. In the meantime, please remember to rate this and any of the shows you listen to on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. Share links with friends you think may be interested. And finally, thank you for listening.